Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Light the Fight. Got a special treat for you today. Um, some of you may know that we have what's called a Patreon account, which means you can pay five bucks a month, get extra bonus content, and I answer questions from the community members of our Patreon. Um, if you're interested, you just go to www.patreon.com backslash light the fight. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash light the fight. Well, last week I did an episode with Patreon and I had a couple of requests to possibly put that on the normal episode. And so since Heidi is uh, gone, um, unfortunately Heidi's had some funerals, some stuff, so she's gone out of town this week. So since she's not going to be around here for this episode, I thought it'd be a good idea for me to post that Patreon episode. It was a question that I got from a parent. Now, this is not the typical kind of question I get. However, this is a question that I felt had a lot of great content in it, a lot of great information, and is a situation if you got young kids or older kids that can help you out a lot. And it has to do with eating and being able to, you know, help your kids have better diet or at least just not eat horribly or that bad at home. So enjoy this episode. And like all of our episodes here at Light the Fight, we're proud to be sponsored by 1-800-CONTACTS. So go get your contacts from them because they're amazing. Not just the contacts, but the people. And also we're we're sponsored by and brought to you by Lingo Eyewear. And that's L-I-I-N-G-O eyewear.com. If you go to lingoeyewear.com backslash light the fight, you can get $30 off your first order. Heidi's got the glasses. I got the glasses. You do everything online. They custom fit you. It's really cool the technology they use and the amazing different styles and fashion uh, op- options that they have there at lingoeyewear.com. So give me ch- give me a shout out or shout out. Check them out. And when you check them out, you want to buy a pair of glasses, which you will use promo code light the fight. The whole word light the fight. Just go to lingoeyewear.com backslash light the fight and the promo code for thirty dollars off. Your first, hopefully I said they're at $30 off, not 30% off. $30 off your first order at lingoeyewear.com. Enjoy the episode. Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Light the Fight here on Patreon. Thanks as always to all our patrons out there to help us support the podcast and to just allow us to bring you some little extra delicious and goodness when it comes to your relationships with your families. And especially for this question that we have from one of our patron listeners for today's episode. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Um, the pod... or Yeah... <laughs> The question starts out with, I love your podcasts. Um, it's been my favorite to listen to. I'm interested in knowing how to talk to kids, teens about food to create a positive relationship with food. As a mom, I'm the one feeding them and telling them not to eat too much sugar, etc. Uh, et so any advice on the correct way to go about it would be great. Thanks for all your wisdom. Appreciate it. Okay. Well, thank you very much for the question. You know, I, I was really happy about this question because we've never had a question uh, about food before. 
Um, so I don't know how much you guys know about me and how long you've been a, a listener to Light the Fight. If you've been like a long-term listener or if you listen to most of our episodes, you might have picked up along the way. I'm married to a food expert. So I per se am not a food and exercise expert, but my wife is. Um, not only has she been a you know, certified personal trainer and, and working as a personal trainer for the past 18 years, she also is the director of health and fitness for, um, for a medical company. And yeah, she eats, sleeps, and breathes and is a great example. She practices what she preaches. Some of the people that know me even would go as far to say that she's a better trainer, um, coach, nutritionist than I am a therapist. To be honest with you, I think I might have to agree with that. She's pretty damn good at what she does. Um, she and I have very similar approaches with uh, our personalities are similar, our passions about what we do are similar. So got to give it to my wife. She definitely knows um, what she's talking about. And so I, I asked her about this question to give me some of her thoughts and her feelings and advice on this. And also, too, I've been a witness of what my wife has been doing since my kids have been born. And what she's done is exactly what I think um, this mother is asking um, you know, how to do this. Cause I can't think of another mother that I personally know of and witness that is, that has been able to create such healthy and realistic, healthy eating habits with my kids. And long story short, teaching our kids how to have a very good relationship with their food, which then translates into relationship with their body. So, um, let me get into answering this one. So first and foremost, the basis of everything I'm going to say has to do around modeling. I always talk about when we're working with our kids, our teenagers, our important intimate relationships in our life, we have to model the desired behavior that we would like them to give to us. Now, by no means what I'm saying, I'm not trying to shame anyone if you have not been the perfect example of eating healthy or, um, you know, of, you know, exercise and, and healthy living um, to your kids. If you've not been the perfect example and you're listening to this and it's been something that's on your mind, or maybe it's something that you, you used to do better and you've been slacking on, or maybe it's something you just flat out you need improvement on or help with, um, then pay close attention because what you'll be hearing me is talking about what you should do and what I've seen from my own experience with my wife, who, like I said, is a professional, and from what's worked with other families, this is not an indictment. This is not, um, you know, a blame game to, you know, point out all the things to make you feel that you're falling short as a parent. In fact, if Heidi was here, we've had a couple different episodes throughout the years on this specific topic. She would agree with everything that I'm about to say, even though she would also admit that she's not the perfect example of it. However, she has improved quite a bit. And that's what we're really all after is progress and improvement. So when I'm referring to modeling, just like with all the advice and suggestions I give about, you know, you know, how to have a better relationship with your kids, we have to model having a good relationship with food and with diet. Many of us, myself included, can be stress eaters or some of us, it may be the opposite. When we get stressed, when we get, um, you know, in a difficult time in our life, some of us don't eat at all. Some people really have unhealthy eating habits because maybe they'll go all day long without eating and then they binge at night or they rarely eat at all. And, and maybe there's been body dysmorphia and, and eating issues throughout their past. And wherever you fall on that spectrum, 
Modeling for your kids is very important. But what comes with modeling doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a perfect model. It means you have to have communication about what you're trying to do and what you're trying to model. So, for example, I've talked to many parents throughout the years that made it one of their personal goals to change their fitness and their eating habits. And I'm working with them as a therapist. And so they came to me and they said, hey, listen, I have not been the best example. I have poor health, uh, maybe poor eating habits, what have you. And they wanted to implement changes with their kids. However, they also knew that if someone tried to force a diet on them or tried to force them into compliance and being healthier and exercise, that they would probably have a natural rebellious response to it and maybe it wouldn't go so well. So I had to work with some of these families. Like I said, even though I'm not a professional nutritionist, relationship with your kids and relationship with the way your kids have, um, how, how they have a relationship with food, a lot of similarities. So with every one of the families, when I talk about modeling, I tell them before you make some big changes with diet and exercise, there has to be some admissions of why you're doing that. Some parents, in my opinion, make the mistake of telling their kids, okay, listen, we're going to start eating healthier now. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And then they say, because we've been just, you know, we've been eating unhealthy or we need to get better. And they have this gung-ho like, ah, like we're going to do it. We're going to do it now. Usually that type of intensity and passion comes from some sort of um, the parent feeling bad because they haven't done it. It's probably been on the parent's mind for a long time. The parent maybe just got some bad health news. And so they're like, we got to make some huge changes fast. Otherwise, my husband or myself or one of our kids may have, um, you know, long-term health problems or maybe we won't be able to cure ourselves from our health problems. We don't change our diet. Maybe someone just got diagnosed with type 2 diabetes Whatever it is, the conversation with your kids, step number one, has to be a conversation that admits to them more than just sharing why you like sharing that you have to do it. It should be a mission of something like, hey, listen, we want to do this, but we don't just want to do this in a way where we want our kids to feel like they're bad for wanting sugary snacks or for wanting to eat ice cream or unhealthy meals. Just admitting that, hey, listen, those foods taste good. They're delicious. Um, and if you've had a bad been a bad example, it's important to share. I know I've been a bad example. And even though it may seem like a shock to my family, you guys, I've been thinking about this for a long time. And let's say you just got back from the doctor and, you know, your levels are definitely not where they're supposed to be. Then it could be like, I'm actually concerned about my health. I'm worried that if I don't eat better, then, you know, I won't be able to be healthy and I won't be able to be with you guys. Now, I know in our culture today, and I know generally speaking in the public, it's not really good to talk too much about eating healthy and these types of things out of fear that someone may take it as an attack or shame. But you guys are our patron listeners. And I, I truly believe that you'll trust where I'm coming from is not a place to say, if you're out of shape, whatever, then you need to change your whole entire life around to be a better example to your kids. But let's face it, it's hard to give something to someone that you don't have to give. So if you're a person that's really fearful of your kids having a bad diet or something like that and, and you haven't, they haven't been eating well and you want them to change, but you do not have that self-discipline yourself, then it's good to tell your kids, hey, listen, we, want, we need to go on this journey together. Please work with me. When I give you these healthy meals, when I take away the sugary snacks and, and put mostly like fruits and, you know, and more healthier types of snacks available, 
If you complain about it, I get it. I don't blame you. And I'm not doing it to hurt your life or to make you uncomfortable. I'm doing it because it's important to do. Just like a job. Use analogies like going to school or going to work. It's hard to do it. Would you choose to get up and and go to school or go to a job you don't like all the time? No, but there's got to be some sort of payoff that's better for you. Use some examples of, you know, family members um, that maybe have had some health issues and and maybe some stories how they were able to turn it around with with their diet and exercise. Um, fear tactics, scaring, just being overly intense is not the right way to have this conversation. It's not a partnership type of a conversation. It sounds, like I said, it's fear-based and sounds like it's a sense of urgency. And kids especially have a hard time seeing that. Now, the ideal situation, if you're listening to this and you have young kids, is to start right away when they're really young. Now, you got to educate yourself, of course, on diet and exercise. And there are some basic things to know about diet and exercise. And um, perhaps we, we may add a couple of uh, slides that my wife gave me again. You know, my wife is an actual licensed professional and has been doing this for almost 20 years now. And she, I've seen her, I've seen her do unbelievable body transformations and health transformations of people. And she's really focused, you know, throughout the past 10 years or so on just regular people, not high performance athletes, just regular moms and dads. So the conversation has to be a we conversation. If there's confessions that you could give about things that you've been struggling with or things you've been thinking about for a long time, let your kids know that this is not just a fly-by-night thing. Let your kids know that this is something that you're going to struggle with or it may be difficult for all of you guys and that this is not a punishment. It's to help them. But also educate them. Take the time to show them, whether you print things off of line or just show them, hey, listen, if you eat healthier, you have more energy. If one of your kids, like we motivate our kids, our kids want to be good and strong and healthy in certain sports. My daughter, she's made a goal. She wants to get a college scholarship for swimming. So we constantly motivate her to say, listen, we want you to eat this orange instead of a peanut butter jelly sandwich at a swim meet in between um, races because the orange is digestible. That's a carbohydrate that your body will take in. And by the way, oranges have more potassium potassium, potassium, <laughs> they said that wrong. Oranges have more potassium than bananas do. Most people associate bananas with, you know, lots of potassium. Well, if you've ever played like football growing up, if you ever played certain sports, the reason why a halftime fruit snack they'll give to you is banana, is, uh, I'm sorry, oranges versus bananas because oranges digest a lot faster. They're not going to give you cramps like bananas. Bananas are heavier. So there's a little information like that. So we use the motivation of like eat an orange instead of a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Some of the kids are swim team. They're eating the crustable sandwiches. My daughter's like, well, they're eating a crustable sandwich. That tastes a lot more delicious. I'm like, do you want to swim faster in the next race? Do you want to have your not cramp up? She's like, yeah, I don't want that. Okay. The orange is better. So we're teaching our kids that food is fuel and you wouldn't put crappy fuel into a brand new Ferrari that you just bought. That's one of my wife's favorite sayings. If you buy a brand new Ferrari, you're not going to put just the basic oil in it, the basic gas in it. You're not going to get the oil changed every now and then. You're not going to check it up, you know, do checkups every now and then. 
You're going to wash that car. You're going to polish that car. You're going to take good care of that car. And you're definitely going to put the best fuel in the car. Otherwise, you're not using that expensive, very high quality vehicle. You're not not using it, but you're not maximizing it and allowing it to work to its full potential and, and meet its complete uh, potential with longevity. So that's some information I want to share with you on the on the conversation you have. Now, I just want to share a little side thing with you guys um, because, you know, like I don't want to get into coaching and like what foods to eat, stuff like that, because, again, that's not my profession. I'm not an expert on that. So you're going to have to educate yourself on that. If you know some stuff already, then start shopping and start providing um, foods for your kids that are more accessible, that are healthier. Um, with any addiction, I'm using addiction as an example. With any addiction, proximity of the drug or the alcohol is going to make it difficult to avoid. So if someone lives right next to a liquor store and they struggle with alcoholism, that's going to be difficult. If someone is an alcoholic and they have alcohol all around their house and or their spouse has around the house and it's just something that they're just going to try to not do, that's going to be difficult. So if you want to eat your, have your kids eat healthy, it's important to make sure that around them are more healthier options. Now, here's another thing I, I want to encourage people to, uh, to do. Do not be extreme and, and overcorrect because of a sense of urgency. Even with my wife, you know, when we first got married, I, I thought I was actually worried that my wife would be too much of a Nazi when it came to us having kids and us feeding them. And she definitely surprised me quite a bit. My wife does not require my kids to eat healthy all day, every single day, and never have any sort of fast food, never have desserts, never have snacks that are actually not healthy for you at all. That is the exception to the rule, though. So the rule is when we're eating meals at home, she's putting vegetables, a protein, you know, all the different, you know, things you want in, in the food groups. Lots of water, though. Um, she always has a saying, so you need you don't want to drink your calories. So lots of soda, lots of sugary juices. That's drinking your calories. So if you're drinking high sugar content drinks, and then you're eating a healthy meal. Unfortunately, you're getting too many calories from drinking that. It's much better to drink water with the meal. Um, staying hydrated and drinking water throughout the day. My wife is a Nazi about my kids always having a water bottle, drinking water. It keeps them so they, they never get like burnt out and also dehydrated. But as well, they never get so, so hungry. If you're constantly drinking water, there's something healthy in your stomach. And on top of it, when you're drinking water with your meal, it takes some space in your stomach. You're less likely to overeat. So those are some basic things I'll say that I can say with confidence without being a professional. Um, the last thing I want to share with you, I want to share a story with you guys, though. And this is just a little example of how mental health and our bodies um, in the family system can uh, actually have a lot of similarities. So this young man, and I might have mentioned this on the podcast a long time ago, but it bears repeating this young man came to me and I saw him for a good year. Um, when he first came to me, it was depression, suicidal thoughts, feelings, and a couple mild, wouldn't say a suicide attempt, but there were some close calls there, okay? Getting pretty close to attempting. So what happened was after a year of, of counseling, I noticed throughout the year, one of the things that this young man did was he lost a lot of weight. Now, in the very beginning, he lost the weight in a very unhealthy way. He just didn't want to eat that often. 
This had to do a lot with his depression, his anxiety. Now, both of his parents were overweight. And to their admission, this is not me saying anything bad about them. To their admission, say the dad was probably good, you know, 100 pounds overweight. He was a big guy to begin with, but at least 80, definitely 100 pounds overweight. The mom, to her admission, she is about 60 pounds overweight. Now, as you can imagine, when parents bring their child in to see me in a crisis situation, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of worry, there's a lot of anxiety, and they're constantly trying to make sure that their kid takes better care of himself. They're worried about him not eating. They're worried about um, his mental health. Fast forward a year later, as things had improved, their son came to me one day and he shared something to me with me that was very powerful. And this has actually happened a number of times. I'm just using this one example. He was doing better. We were about to have a family session that day with his parents or no, the next week. And we're getting to the point where we didn't really need to have sessions that often anymore. I could start seeing him every now and then instead of every week. And he said to me, he goes, you know, he goes, David, would you mind helping me with something? And I said, yeah, sure, anything. He goes, I want to have a conversation with my parents. I just don't know how to have it. Now, what he was about to tell me, I was not prepared for. I didn't see coming, but it made a lot of sense. I go, yeah, sure, anything. Well, what do you want to tell him? He's like, I want to tell them I'm worried about them. I was like, oh, really? How so? Well, he goes, my dad has heart problems. And he mentioned five years prior that his dad went to the doctor. The doctor was like, hey, man, if you don't lose weight, if you don't do this, and, you know, you could have a heart attack because his dad was having heart problems. And he was having some issues that, you know, high blood pressure, you know, high cholesterol, all those things, all the warning signs. And he started getting fatigued. I think he passed out at work. And so um, he goes, yeah, my dad has has had heart problems. He goes, my parents have been wondering why I've been struggling with eating and stuff like that. By the way, at this time, he was being more healthy, exercising, actually eating more and more healthy foods. But he did err on the side of he was eating overly healthy. Like he wouldn't eat a snack, a candy. He was being obsessive about eating healthy food. And he broke down to me and he told me, he said, the reason why is because I I, I just – I guess I'm trying to like, like be an example to my parents. And I thought it was really interesting because what he, he continued went on to detail about was that he didn't realize he's doing this, but he was showing his parents that they don't have to eat so much. He was trying to show his parents that, you know, that they, he's hoping that maybe he could influence them. So he wanted me to have a talk with them to, so that he could express to them that he was worried about now that their relationship is getting better because it wasn't good up until recently. He said he's worried that he's going to get out of high school because he was, you know, as a senior in high school, he's worried that he's going to get out of high school, he's going to get married, have kids, and his parents weren't going to be around because of them having health issues. Now, the way we decided to approach this was at first I was going to talk to his parents about it to break the ice to them because I didn't want, I didn't know how they were going to handle this, so I didn't want to just drop this bomb on them. And um, so I had a conversation with them at first and I shared with them his concerns and they were both shocked, but not surprised. They were a little defensive. Okay. Maybe a lot defensive at first. And they were like, well, you know, you know, we've been trying to eat better, you know, you know, and I, I noticed they were really, really defensive and they're wanting to protect their normal way of life and their eating. Well, I was also counseling their older daughter at the same time. 
And their older daughter also was wanting to go to the gym and work out. She had also shared similar things with me that she was worried about her parents' health as well. So I'm getting this from all the young people. So I just let them know, say, hey, this is not an indictment of you. I'm not trying to, you know, say that you guys are out of shape or shame you. I said, but this is very similar to when you came to me with your kids. You said, we would do anything to help them with their mental and emotional well-being. And I'm telling you that both of your kids have anxiety and stress and worry about your physical condition and about if you're going to be healthy enough to be around when, you know, when they get older. After that conversation, they knew exactly what I was talking about. In fact, you know, they both shared some tears that they didn't know that their kids worried about them like that. And I said, yeah, that's, that's a beauty about families. It's like we sometimes get angry and frustrated, but sometimes that anger and frustration comes from a deep concern and fear and worry. And that's what was the case with this. So we ended up having a family session. During the family session, I helped the son tell him, and, and the son, in the most heartfelt, sweet way, he teared up and he was like, I don't want to lose you, mom and dad. And and I know they wanted to dismiss it at first. It's like, well, that's not, we're fine, we're fine. But then they broke down and they said, you're right. It was scary when dad got sent to the hospital, when he went to the doctor and, and for a little while, you know, and by the way, the dad lost 80 pounds and he'd put back a hundred. So he added 20 more. So the son saw his dad lose all this weight and put all this weight back on. So after that conversation, they realized that, man, we brought our son here to help him with his mental and emotional well-being, which he got better at. Their relationship got better. And now he was a blessing to them because they had already been knowing that they were at risk in their levels of their health. The doctors had told them, they admitted their clothes had told them because they just kept on having to wear, get bigger clothes and, you know, change their outfits or change their wardrobes because, you know, especially the dad was growing up, but not as much the mom. So after another family session, they made some strong commitments. They started making some changes. And over the next couple, course, the next couple months, I saw the mom drop like 20, 30 pounds. The dad started to, instead of just, because he did a physical job for a living, instead of just saying, hey, I'm tired when I come home. He started, you know, going for walks, taking the dog out, getting some exercise, going to the gym, start working to, you know, the son would go with the mom to grocery store because he knew a lot more about eating healthy than them because that's was something he was obsessed about, was Googling and looking into all the time. So the reason why I tell you guys this story is that eating healthy and having a healthy relationship with, with food is something that I believe our culture and our society today were disconnected from. Our ancestors all raised their own food. They hunted together. They cooked food together. Food is a metaphor of love. From my counseling experience, not everyone, but the majority of the people that have really bad eating habits, poor health, um, food was kind of that way that, you know, if they weren't getting love in relationships in their life, they weren't loving themselves. Food was a, a short-term fix to feeling good about themselves. But if we look at the type of food we eat, if we're eating off the dollar menu every single day or if we're eating junk food and sugary food all the time and we're not, you know, you know, having a good relationship with, with food in the sense that not a connection with it, just whatever we can get in us, then in that sense, that would be the equivalent to dating someone and staying in that relationship that was unhealthy for you, but you're staying with it because it was comfortable and it was easy. And... To get out of the relationship is hard. 
to get into a different relationship and to put yourself above, you know, the the type of, you know, relationship that you're in. And, you know, obviously I'm using the analogy of a bad relationship. So to get out of a bad relationship, to start seeing yourself as, as better than that way that person's treating you, I think that's a great metaphor for having a healthy relationship with food. So if you want your kids to have a healthy relationship with food, you have to help them see that they have a relationship with food. And that if they're eating unhealthy food, they are not going to feel good about themselves, just like if they have an unhealthy relationship with a friend or someone they're dating. They're not going to feel good about themselves if they're in unhealthy relationships with people, and they're not going to feel good about themselves physically, mentally, emotionally if they have an unhealthy relationship with food. So that's Patreon episode for today. Um, thank you as always for being a members on the Patreon, for supporting us and to always helping us light the fight. And again, please submit any questions whatsoever, any ideas that you have on the regular podcast or here on the Patreon channel. Love to hear it. Love your feedback. And until next time, thank you very much. Oh,